Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I got to be honest, I am so excited about this guest. I get excited about all my guests. I love when I when I get to talk with such fun people. But this guest, oh my gosh, this is, is so much fun. And we're really going to have a great time talking about her story and you know the the company and the experiences that she has had. So let's just dive into it and please join me in welcoming Kara Golden to our program today. Welcome, Kara. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Great. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Kara Golden is the founder and CEO of Hint Inc., best known for its award-winning Hint Water, the leading unsweetened flavored water. She has received numerous accolades, including being named EY Entrepreneur of the Year 2017 Northern California and is one of InStyle's 2019 Badass 50. Previously, Kara was VP of Shopping Partnerships at America Online, Yena, AOL. She hosts the podcast, The Kara Golden Show. Her first book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, was released October of 2020 and is now a Wall Street Journal and Amazon bestseller. Kara lives in the Bay Area with her family. So again, Kara, welcome. Thank you. Very excited. Well, you know, we it, your, your bio was short that I just read, but it's actually a lot more detailed. And as I was reading your book, okay, so hold the book up because I just had a digital copy. So so you get to be Vanna. Isn't that so much fun? I love it. I love it. Um, And so it was a wonderful book. And it it is your story, but it's also a very great learning tool, maybe is the way to put it. But but as I was learning your, your story, it was so much fun. And I always like to ask my guests, how did they get to where they are today and discover that this, see, look, I have my bottle of water here, my bottle of hint water. Um, I don't have a book, but I have the water. Um, so how did you determine and, and make it to this point in your life where water and the other products that you sell, how this really is a passion in your life? So I got here truly by accident. Mm-hmm. I People always ask me, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Did you always know you were going to be entre- right. an entrepreneur? And the answer is no. <laughs> I was... I was uh, a journalism major. Mm-hmm. I then decided to move from New York to the Bay Area mm-hmm. and ended up getting my first kind of taste of startups. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a spin out of a Steve Jobs idea, spun mm-hmm. out of Apple. And we were acquired. You mentioned America Online. Mm-hmm. We were acquired by America Online. I ran their e-commerce and shopping partnerships mm-hmm. for seven years, a mm-hmm. billion dollars in revenue to AOL. Mm-hmm. Somewhere through being on many planes and not really living in living in San Francisco. I guess, on mm-hmm. paper, but not really being there too much, I decided it's time to go home. I have mm-hmm. three children mm-hmm. under the age of four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to take a little time. Mm-hmm. So I did. And I took a couple of years off and finally was getting to a point where I really wanted to get back into the mm-hmm. workforce and go and do something. Right. I kept thinking it was going to be tech mm-hmm. and uh, I've been living in the right place. Right. In the country. You're, you're definitely in Silicon Valley there. I've mm-hmm. got the experience, mm-hmm. but for me, I just wasn't really what I, what I necessarily wanted mm-hmm. to do. And I kept searching and interviewing and, and trying to figure it out. So on a parallel path, I was trying to get healthier. I had gained mm-hmm. a, nice chunk of weight over the course of my pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And I was having a very difficult time losing the weight Mm -hmm. and went on diets and counting calories and doing all of these things and nothing was working. Mm -hmm. I had also developed over the 
a little more than a couple of years, terrible adult acne, which I didn't even have as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And then finally, my energy levels were down. So I thought, mm -hmm. while I'm taking kind of a break mm -hmm. from uh, from working, mm -hmm. this is the time to go and get in shape, start cooking, mm -hmm. get healthy. Mm -hmm. And so one day, and again, almost giving up because I had tried everything around mm -hmm. the food. I you know, changed up exercises. I was doing all of these things and nothing was working. Mm -hmm. That's when I looked down at my counter and my diet soda was facing me. And I, this was before I had to wear glasses, by the way, I looked down at my mm -hmm. um, ingredients list on my uh, diet soda can. And that's when I sort of questioned why I had never really tested that. Right. You know, and what like the that heck fear. even are all those ingredients? Right? But also everybody around me was focusing on food. You mm -hmm. know, watch what you eat. Mm -hmm. I kept mm -hmm. hearing that. But it really, I thought, huh, well, there's a lot of things in here that mm -hmm. I don't understand. So mm -hmm. why don't I put that to the side and mm -hmm. see what happens? Two and a half weeks later, mm -hmm. I lost over 20 pounds. My skin cleared up mm -hmm. and my energy levels like it increased right. significantly. Just from stopping so, the soda? Yeah. And I was like, that's strange. Yeah. Why, yeah. Wait a minute. How did mm -hmm. this happen? Mm -hmm. And then I really started looking at how it wasn't the most pleasant mm -hmm. two and a half weeks that I had ever mm -hmm. experienced, but it wasn't impossible. Mm -hmm. I had made it through and I had seen success, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I thought there are so many people out there that are spending lots of money mm -hmm. on diets on, you know, these mm -hmm. healthy perception products that in my view, at least in my own life, mm -hmm. I view diet as health. And right. I thought I stopped drinking mm -hmm. it. I mean, that's just crazy mm -hmm. that this is happening. And that's when I, you know, really started thinking about now, why was it that I wasn't drinking water before? Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. You and I talked about this briefly. Water is boring. Right. Not to everybody, but to me, yeah. it was extremely boring. And mm -hmm. so I started slicing up fruit. Mm -hmm. Still didn't think I was going to start a company or be an entrepreneur. Start you just wanted fruit. to jazz up the water. Totally. Threw mm -hmm. it in the water. And I said... Now there it is. Mm -hmm. And you know, people said, Were you trying to create a zero calorie drink? Nope. I, I was just doing it for taste. Mm -hmm. And so then I was shopping at my brand new store mm -hmm. that had opened in the in San Francisco where I mm -hmm. lived called Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. And I thought, now this is the kind of place that mm -hmm. would really understand health and, and right. better products like this. Mm -hmm. I looked for this product on the shelf, mm -hmm. water with just fruit in it, and I was shocked to see that there were a lot of, I call them healthy perception products mm -hmm. that look like they'd be healthy. Right. There was one in particular called vitamin water mm -hmm. that had- That sounds as healthy as it can get. Right. It's mm -hmm. vitamins and it's water. Mm -hmm. And I was mm -hmm. shocked when I turned it around. They didn't even have a, a diet version of vitamin water at the, at the time. It, yeah. was, it, it was, it had more calories than mm -hmm. a can of Coke. Oh. And I thought, wow, I have friends that are drinking this mm -hmm. and they actually think it's health. So it's not mm -hmm. just diet. Right. There are a lot of words. And mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. as my husband said, I think you have a lot of time on your hands right now. And that's why you're thinking about mm -hmm. all these words mm -hmm. like diet and low fat. Mm -hmm. And, but you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I remember thinking after I had sort of made it through that the decks are so stacked against consumers mm -hmm. to actually be able to get healthy. And right. most consumers don't actually mm -hmm. realize that. I didn't realize that, that I was just doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when I thought, if I can actually develop a drink, mm -hmm. a tool that really helps people to mm -hmm. realize that maybe it's something that you're doing every single day, mm -hmm. maybe it's not just giving up Mm -hmm. calories. Right. Maybe it is, mm -hmm. but maybe it's just that you need to pay attention and really understand whether mm -hmm. or not you're really, you know, doing the right things mm -hmm. to attain health. Mm -hmm. And so I went to back to my local Whole Foods mm -hmm. and I said to the gentleman who was in the store, I said, how do I get a product on the shelf? Again, I'm a tech executive. Right. And you're just they had this idea. I'm curious, mm -hmm. right? I'm curious. I'm a consumer. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, said, I, I don't know. Like you have to bring <laughs> a bottle. You have mm -hmm. to have 
uh, uh, you know, shelf stable product, mm-hmm. all of these things mm-hmm. that, again, my curiosity, and of course, I'm really interested in this topic, mm-hmm. so I'm really listening. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm thinking, what is shelf stable? You know, like mm-hmm. all of these right. things. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's interesting. I think about this now a lot, and particularly as I was writing my book, I I felt like a lot of people have asked me over the years, why did you leave AOL? Why mm-hmm. did you leave tech? Mm-hmm. Was it horrible? Was it too male dominated? Mm-hmm. Was you know they have all these kind right. of opinions mm-hmm. about why I would kind of leave the obvious I, questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I've said it was there were a lot of men. Mm-hmm. Beverage has a lot of men too, mm-hmm. right? There's there's right. a lot. I mean, but the thing for me that I felt that was was really going on and I couldn't articulate it mm-hmm. at the time was that I had been through what's termed a hockey stick. So the company America Online, as you mm-hmm. remember, in the late 90s mm-hmm. was like, boom, it was right. straight up. It was Oh, crazy. yeah, because it was the only game it in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and and then it started to level off. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it didn't nosedive. Right. It started mm-hmm. to level off. There mm-hmm. were acquisitions going on. It was just, you know, there was a lot more stability mm-hmm. going on in the mm-hmm. company. And as somebody who goes through this and anyone who's been through kind of a high growth mm-hmm. company, it's very exciting. It's very mm-hmm. exhilarating. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. when it starts to mellow, mm-hmm. you're, you are forced to slow down in right. some ways. And in many ways, as a person, I was, you know, the youngest vice president mm-hmm. in the company. I was one of the few females at sort of that level. Mm-hmm. You also spend a lot of time, and particularly if you're adding lots of people, as AOL was doing, you're spending a lot of time managing and Mm -hmm. mentoring, which is terrific. Mm -hmm. But what happens to many, many C-suite executives is that you end up spending most of your time doing that Mm -hmm. and not really learning. Right. And so when I, so I would say things like, I'm kind of bored. I'm, you know, I'm not really you know, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what's You're next. Not challenged. I'm not challenged, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's something that occurs for many, many people. Mm-hmm. And the higher you go in an organization, your role is to teach and mm-hmm. to mentor mm-hmm. and manage. Again, right. that's great. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we forget about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And for me, and and oftentimes I also think that oftentimes when you for, when you're so busy spending time managing and mentoring mm-hmm. and you're not actually learning, mm-hmm. you also start to get angry, unhappy, right? right. You start, it, you, it's, you're just human. You start right. to pick think, at these things. I got to work on the budget today. Right. <laughs> right? And that was something you never, ever wanted to do. <laughs> right. And, and so I think that that is something that, that I now uh, share with many of my friends mm-hmm. who are thinking, okay, should I go join a board? Mm-hmm. Should I go and do something else? For me, when I saw this opportunity in beverage, I mm-hmm. was willing to go back down to, mm-hmm. the, to you know, the bottom, the mm-hmm. entry level, however you want to look mm-hmm. at it mm-hmm. and, and go and learn. Right. And so when I was hearing a uh, shelf stable product, mm-hmm. I, w- I was Shelf stable product, right. writing it what down. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What is that? And then I was like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to mm-hmm. figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so every day I kept learning and learning and learning. And it was exciting. Mm-hmm. And I woke up every morning and thought, okay, what do I got to do today? Okay, mm-hmm. I've got to get the kids to school. Mm-hmm. I've got to do this. And then I started working mm-hmm. and I and I kept learning and it was really exciting. And so I think that that was for me personally too. And again, most of my network of people that I knew were in tech and they were all mm-hmm. like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah, you're you're going to sell what? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? You're starting a beverage company. Why are you doing that? And, but every day, because I was learning mm-hmm. and I, and oftentimes, and, and still to this day, people say, yeah, but you went and started something new. Mm-hmm. And I said, I started something new, but the other piece of it is I was willing to, go back down and right. be a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and know that I could fail mm-hmm. and know that it might not all work out, mm-hmm. but I could also be successful too. And that to me mm-hmm. was just exactly what right. I needed. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it's, it's a challenge <clears throat> that so many people face 
when they, you know, by choice or, you know, they're forced, um, yeah. decide to start their own business. Uh, you know, and, and we've talked about this on the program a lot that they think, first of all, they have to know it all and that they can't ask mm-hmm. for help. And, and mm-hmm. so that's where that learning part comes in. You know, you might not learn how to do it, but you learn how to work with somebody else who can. Um, you know, you talk in your book, you don't, you know, you, even at the very start, you didn't bottle your own product. I mean, that was just not something you could do. Um, you know, and, and now you did the distribution. I love the stories about how you put it in your Jeep and you went, you know, merrily on your way to deliver. Um, but, you know, it was, you, that, that I think is part of that entrepreneurial journey is, is that learning process and figuring out, okay, I don't know how to do this. So either I need to figure out how to do it myself or figure out how to have someone else work with me. Well, and you know, it's interesting because so many people are frozen because Mm -hmm. they think that they don't have the right experience. Mm -hmm. They uh, maybe somebody tells them along the way as Whole Foods was sharing with Mm -hmm. me, you need to have a distributor. Right. I I just kept thinking, okay, how do I find mm-hmm. a distributor? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go back into the store and talk to other mm-hmm. people who right. are seem to be distributing mm-hmm. products, other products mm-hmm. on the shelf and talk to them about it. But in the meantime, I didn't stop. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I said, well, I'm going to load up my own. I'm going to mm-hmm. be my own distributor. Right. And I didn't ask for permission mm-hmm. to go and do that. I mm-hmm. just went and did it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that is the thing that, people need to mm-hmm. really know is that you don't need to have all mm-hmm. of the answers. It right. doesn't need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that is such an important piece. People have have sort of labeled me as this like fearless risk taker mm-hmm. and somebody that, you know, just uh, like just doesn't care and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And I have never really thought about it that way. I've always thought eventually I'll get a mm-hmm. distributor. Right. Eventually mm-hmm. I'll, but in mm-hmm. the meantime, maybe I should mm-hmm. just go and do what I can do mm-hmm. uh, versus actually stopping right. and saying, that's never, mm-hmm. you know, that's never going right. to work or I have to get right. there. And mm-hmm. I think that that is really the difference. And frankly, no matter what industry, that entrepreneurs are in. I've talked to many entrepreneurs and I found that it's the exact same thing mm-hmm. that you just sit there and, you know, do what you can do. Mm-hmm. And as my dad used to say to me growing up, I mean, it, it, you know, he said, figure out what you can do. And you're not going to always be the best at the sports mm-hmm. or the, you know, the job, but you're going to jump in and you're going to mm-hmm. learn. And and that really is fun. Mm-hmm. And and putting yourself into positions where Maybe you're a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Is is really as I mentioned before? I really think that it it if you look around, those are the happiest people. Mm-hmm. And there's what's stopping you mm-hmm. from right. doing that right. yourself. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, yeah. it's it's right? that little voice in our head that is saying we're not, and especially as women, a lot of times we're not smart really? enough. We're not good enough. Um, you know, some now, you know, and, and you talk in your book, I mean, it's, it's subtitled overcoming doubts and doubters. Yeah. You know, we get all those things that are, you know, well, well, you know, you're not supposed to do this. You know, you're mm-hmm. not supposed to just to start your own company. You're not supposed to, you know, and, and I, I talk about this a lot, People are telling us those things and we're telling us, uh, you know, those things ourselves as a protection. You know, we're told that as a little girl, you know, little boy, don't touch that. It's hot. Right. And then how many times do we touch it anyway? But, um, you know, they're, they're trying to protect us. They don't want us to get hurt. You know, don't don't go into to math. That's not for girls. Um, oh. You know, and and all of these various things. And and then those things just continue with us our entire life, um, you know, and and so and and I think a big part of the doubts and the doubters is it's their own fear. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're saying you can't do that because they think, oh, I couldn't do that. I, you know, and and so if I can't do it, you can't either. Well, and I think that's right. And whether I think it 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 holds for learning as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we think that you know whether you've got a high school education or a college education, mm-hmm. it's you somehow that's like the magic time. And Mm -hmm. then we stop along the way. And Mm -hmm. I believe that your whole life Mm -hmm. you'll learn and you'll learn 
from your experiences. Mm -hmm. You'll learn. People have said to me, oh, I never should have gone, done that job. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was a you know, horrible experience. Right. Maybe you got fired. But you should have learned something. Like what did, <laughs> but I always say to people, <laughs> stop beating yourself up <laughs> about <laughs> that because you learn. Sometimes right. you learn <laughs> what you don't want. <laughs> I mean, I've <laughs> had people who have said, oh, I went into a startup and <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> and I said, but wait a minute, what did you learn right. in that startup? <laughs> did you learn that you could actually take on a lot more than mm -hmm. you thought? Did you learn that you could mm -hmm. work in stressful mm -hmm. environments? It wasn't what you mm -hmm. wanted. Did you learn about culture? Mm -hmm. Did you learn? I mean, all of these different things. Mm -hmm. And I believe that instead, if you take it up a few notches and look at life as a journey, mm -hmm. right? And that you're going to try lots of different things. Right. And you're going to find the, the places where you learn the most, where mm -hmm. instead of thinking that you reach this Mecca by being mm -hmm. a CEO mm -hmm. or by being a director or a manager mm -hmm. or, you know, even living in a certain place. Mm -hmm. I always say to people that it's just, it, it, it's really, it, it's kind of crazy that mm -hmm. we think that that's it. Mm -hmm. and, and those are the people that are truly the most unhappy, I think, mm -hmm. are the ones that kind of set their head mm -hmm. into one place, mm -hmm. one job, one, mm -hmm. you know, one career, right. right? Instead of, and 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 yet I think oftentimes we think that people are going to think that there's something wrong with mm -hmm. us, right? That there's, that we, we make some kind right. of change. Right. Why can't you keep a job? Right, right. <laughs> and, and instead... <laughs> I mean, it's it's fascinating, and mm -hmm. I've thought a lot about this. And I think also teaching doesn't need to be school either, right? Right. You mm -hmm. can learn a lot of things by going and taking a job, mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. nonprofit work, right. what, whatever it is. Um, and I I really think that we need to sort of adjust our mindset mm -hmm. and and allow others to view us as you know I'm on this journey, mm -hmm. and it's not you know this. Woohoo, far out thing right, either. Whereas right. I'm talking mm -hmm. about it, it really is. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm still, I, I'm running now the <coughs> largest non alcoholic beverage in the country that doesn't have a, it doesn't have a relationship with Coke, Pepsi, or Dr. Pepper mm -hmm. Snapple coming from somebody who had mm -hmm. no experience in the right. industry. Mm -hmm. And I'm the, I'm a founder, but I'm still the CEO. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and people say, Oh, come mm -hmm. on. You, you know, you got this. I said, no, mm -hmm. I am. I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. And I will put myself, mm -hmm. I will continue to put myself into positions where I love not being the most knowledgeable in mm -hmm. the room. Right. And right. I think that that mm -hmm. is, that is where people really mm -hmm. find their, resilience, mm -hmm. their creativity, mm -hmm. all of those things. Right. You know, and let's be honest, 2020 basically whacked us upside the head with that, right? Mm -hmm. you know, and because we all were going on, you know, a year ago at this point, we knew what we were going to be doing two years from now, five years from now, six months, you know, I mean, all those various things. And then they said, no, you know, and, and I mean, you're in California. California has been shut down much more uh, strictly than, than many States, um, yeah. you know, and, and all sorts of things. And, and I mean, overnight things changed and we mm -hmm. had to figure out how do we work from home? Now, clearly, I mean, you can do what you do from home, but you know, the, the management part you can do from home, but the, the actual product, I mean, still has to be done in the, the, the factories and, you know, and still has to be delivered. I mean, all those various things, you know, and, and so I think so many people really had to stop and think, what, what, what's going on? And, and one of the most fun things that I've loved watching, and I you know, see this a lot, especially on Facebook, is what people are doing during this time. You know, that, and, and some of it had been just the, the, the basics. I mean, you know, hey, let's, let's cook. Let's bake bread. Bake bread was really one of the big things that took off Rio and, and, or do puzzles. I mean, they have friends that are still doing puzzles and obviously learning, reading, watching different TV programs. I mean, all these various things. They're learning to spend time with their family, um, you know, which I think has been one of the coolest things that I have seen come out of this, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I've talked to, to parents who have said, we're keeping our kids at home. 
We like yeah. homeschooling, yeah. Um, you know, and and all sorts of things like that. And and so that's been one of the the good things I think about if you could say a good thing about a pandemic is how it forced us to you know there was no box we you know, with that box got taken away, um, you know, and and the, those that survived both personally and professionally really did learn how to adapt. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's clearly, I think we're still, we're coming out of it. We're still, Mm -hmm. there are a number of people who are unfortunately dealing with companies trying to figure out, you know, how they survive Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, still, uh, still kind of the fallout Mm -hmm. of furloughing and and what does that mean for, Mm -hmm. you know, in schools shutting down Mm -hmm. and especially women, Mm -hmm. uh, how, how many women have, have uh, had to walk away from. Right. uh, Because they all of a sudden had to be school teachers too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's been an incredibly challenging year, but even for those people, I also um, say, you know, it will, there will be a time Mm -hmm. when, when, we will come out of mm-hmm. this. I believe we will. Mm-hmm. And I think figuring out maybe this was your time, your year to actually mm-hmm. figure out what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And right. maybe you were incredibly happy doing what mm-hmm. you were doing. But I think there are a number of people that are really resetting mm-hmm. themselves. And, right. and that for me, you know, the title of the book is Undaunted Overcoming mm-hmm. Doubts and Doubters. I mean, Part of the reason why I really wanted to uh, publish this book, mm-hmm. I had been, this was my journal mm-hmm. um, for the last four years, and I had been out public speaking. People kept asking me, how'd you build a company without mm-hmm. being a beverage executive? Right. Before, you had no you know, chemistry degree, nothing that would no. seem to make sense with all of that. And when I would share my story about how I, you know, was drinking too much mm-hmm. soda and it's very relatable story, mm-hmm, right. but also they said, okay, that's great. You gave it up, mm-hmm. but then you go start a company and mm-hmm. you're building this company. Right. How did mm-hmm. you get on the shelf at Whole Foods mm-hmm. and all of this stuff? And so I felt that just by telling my story along mm-hmm. the way, people would write to me often on social media mm-hmm. and say, I heard you speak at such and mm-hmm. such event. And you really helped me to figure mm-hmm. out that I could actually do something. Right. I've always had this idea mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the promise of of hearing uh, hearing someone else's story mm-hmm. and then relating it to your mm-hmm. own life mm-hmm. is something that people want. Right. I mean they want to to they want to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have some idea mm-hmm. that that is out there, but also taking that a step further and mm-hmm. figuring out what is the solution to mm-hmm. that idea. I mean, I always tell, you know, potential entrepreneurs that it's one thing to have an idea, mm-hmm. but you got to have a solution to that right. idea. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to actually go and mm-hmm. build with mm-hmm. people that don't have the same skill sets mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you think are really going to go and, mm-hmm. and push forward and that's and and at every step along the mm-hmm. way to grow and grow and go. Mm-hmm. So I think that building a company is something that is uh people have always talked about entrepreneurs as the unicorns or the failures. I think right. there's a lot in between. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that comes up like a pandemic mm-hmm. or uh n- not feeling like you can raise money mm-hmm. or and and I, I really believe that it's it really is is a uh, mindset, and how do you put yourself into those positions to just keep pushing? Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and it it has been interesting to see really how people have been rethinking. You know, a lot of people by choice or you know by by you know they were forced, they were furloughed, have started businesses, um, you know, mm-hmm. or they thought, okay, maybe I'm going to go back to school. Holy schmoly, all of the, you know, when all the universities, all the universities, you know, basically around the world went into virtual mode, you could take classes in places you never thought you could. I mean, I had a friend went who, who told me, she said, I'm taking classes from Harvard. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, and she said, I don't even care what they are. I'm just taking classes from Harvard. <laughs> And, you know, and, and so, you know, whether, and, you know, trade schools, I mean, any of these various things, you know, it's now we have these opportunities. And I think the universities are really going to discover 
You know, they've, yes, it's obviously a moneymaker for universities to have students on campus because there's so many other things that they're charging for. But to be able to really expand who they're reaching, um, you know, and and, I mean, we've seen online universities for years. And and so now it's going to be that combination, that hybrid um, of, you know, in in person, because, you know, let's be honest, there are some classes that you have to be in person for. Chemistry would be a great example of that. Mm -hmm. Probably not going to have those things in your house. Um, Music, theater, you know, sports. We were talking about sports before the the program started. You know, even just that human interaction, you know, and and I know that that's been one of the biggest challenges that parents have faced, whether they've got a three-year-old or a 20-year-old, you know, we need those human interactions. And and so I think we're going to discover hybrids of of learning. But I think it's a great time to be able to say, you know what, I want to take a class from Harvard. I don't even care if it's a basic English lit class. I want to be able to say I took a class from Harvard. Well, that's encouraging because it really, you know, whether people know it or not, this is that lifelong learning. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. again, it can be in an, in an institution or actually trying to figure out, you know, something else that you really want to do. And maybe mm-hmm. you're sitting inside of, you know, one of the stories I share in the book is with one of our employees and mm-hmm. he was, uh, he actually had been in finance mm-hmm. um, for quite some time and was, uh, decided that he really wanted, he sort of heard about, uh, and to some extent finance was involved in some of the mm-hmm. supply chain and figuring out different, you know, margins and components mm-hmm. of that business. And he was really good at it mm-hmm. and was kind of the only person uh, doing it. And after a while, I started thinking about my own experience mm-hmm. and how there were times when, as I mentioned, I was really good mm-hmm. um, and I was starting to teach, mm-hmm. but then I was also not really learning. Mm-hmm. And so one day I asked him, I said, are you, uh, are you happy? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's kind of a bizarre thing. Right. He's thinking, why? <laughs> quite well. And, mm-hmm. and I said, are you really happy? And he said, of course I'm happy. And mm-hmm. I said, are you learning? And he said, I'm very good at my job. And I said, no, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking if you're learning. Mm -hmm. And he said, "Uh, I've already learned. And Mm -hmm. I said, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. And I I said, I don't want you to leave. He said, I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know, but one day you will because Mm -hmm. you'll be bored and you'll start getting cranky and Mm -hmm. start resenting. Mm -hmm. And you go through all these human patterns. And he didn't really understand what I was talking Mm -hmm. about. And I said, you should really be encouraging us. Uh, He was reporting into uh, my, and still does, my husband and Mm -hmm. our chief operating officer. Mm -hmm. I said, you should really be encouraging us to hire some other people so you can move on Mm -hmm. and and start to learn some other things. Mm -hmm. And I said, don't let go of the reins. Hire one or two people and junior people to learn Mm -hmm. your job Mm -hmm. because you know it so well Mm -hmm. so that you're you're still Mm -hmm. managing them, but you're actually working on a piece that you're actually learning. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've done throughout our company too, where some somewhere along the way too, when you're a manager, as I said earlier, Mm -hmm. you're not there, there's no component of your role that is that is just you learning mm-hmm. and you taking yourself down right. to the bottom. And I really think we need to change that mm-hmm. for so many people. And mm-hmm. that's how we encourage people to, um, you know, keep their brain working right. mm-hmm. uh, on, you know, learning new things mm-hmm. and and using different components mm-hmm. that they haven't in the past. Right. Yeah. And it's funny, long ago when I, when I worked in corporate America, we and, and I know they still do these. Well, you know, if, if we were in offices, the brown bag lunches where you'd have someone come in and present on, say, LinkedIn or, mm-hmm. you know, a cooking demonstration. I remember we actually had one and, you know, it was like, okay, this has nothing to do with business, but it was so much fun. You know, we put our brain into to something else and, and it was interesting. I've recently discovered this, this little, uh, it's an app and I think it's only available on iPhone, but it's called Blinkist. And it squinches the, the books down into like yeah. 15, 20 minute blinks is, yeah. is what they're calling yeah. it. And, and the one I was listening to today was talking about, and I, it wasn't Apple, but it was one of the big tech companies 
where 15% of a person's time every day, they're encouraged to daydream. Yeah. And, and they said, that's where people are getting their ideas because their mind floats free. And, you know, and, and they might still be thinking about, okay, well, I have to do this and this and this, but somehow they're able to work through something different or come up with a different solution. And, you know, how much of that do we do? We don't. We get so caught up in, we got to run the business. We, you know, it's the, it's the old commercial, got to make the donuts, got to make the donuts, got to make the donuts, right? And, and we stop learning ourselves, exactly what you were saying, you know, and, yeah. and so even just 10, 15 minutes a day of kind of that free floating, that thinking about something else, you know, that's, it, it can't be bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so true and it really you you'll be amazed at how mm-hmm. it really changes your mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. You know and and other things like taking a walk. I mean doing those things that especially as that business owner and it doesn't matter if you know you're you're one person in your your basement or you're running, you know, a multi-million dollar company, taking a walk. You know, doing all of those things that kind of shuts our brain off for a little bit really actually frees our brain up. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and I, I just love that concept today. And, and the bad part is I don't remember what the blinkest was, what the, the book was, because I really should read the whole thing. No. Um, I'll have to go back and, and look because it, it was very good, but, but yeah, we get caught up in running the business the or, or being that manager doing all of those things. And, and, and we forget, it's, it's exactly what you were saying. We forget that we need to be nurturing ourselves. And I think if anything, the pandemic has kind of helped that. It's given us that time. You know, we're not commuting. Yeah, we're not driving to, to, you know, I've I've home officed for over 20 years. Um, But I spent a lot of time driving to networking events. I mean, I'm in Atlanta. Nothing is close in Atlanta. Um, You know, and, and so you drive there, you spend all that time there, you know, all those, well, we're not doing that. So what are we doing with that time? Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, the bad part is I know people who they used to use their commute time to be listening to podcasts, all those various things. So they just need to shift and find a different thing. But, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's back to, it's, it's the title of your book. I mean, it's about being undaunted by what's going on. Absolutely. And that's the thing too. I think that when you put yourself into positions where, uh, you know, you are the learner. Mm-hmm. To you'll find that you're able to take on challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to pay attention a lot more, mm-hmm. trying to figure out, okay, now what's the best mm-hmm. move? And so, you know, when you another few stories in the book that that where I had challenges, mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, definitely easier for me mm-hmm. to take on. Um, those times mm-hmm. and try and figure out, okay, what is the right. best thing to mm-hmm. do here? So when uh, another Atlanta company, I after a year of- uh, I love this story. You know, <laughs> plugging away on uh, trying to get the product on the shelf, mm-hmm. I you know had fears. Mm-hmm. I, I was stuck. I didn't mm-hmm. know what to do next. And a friend uh, took pity on me and said, oh, I remember meeting this gentleman mm-hmm. and maybe he can help you figure out shelf life mm-hmm. and distribution. And and it's the, one of those big beverage companies yeah. based in Atlanta. And I mean, I remember <laughs> preparing so much because I thought, oh, well, he's got lots mm-hmm. of experience and he is with a very large, you know, mm-hmm. multi-billion dollar company. Of course, he's going to wave his magic mm-hmm. wand and everything's mm-hmm. going to be great as long as the meeting goes great. And after f- about 15 minutes of me explaining how we had gotten traction. We were still mm-hmm. tiny, of course, right. but we had gotten traction mm-hmm. in our stores in the Bay Area. He interrupted me and said, sweetie, Americans love sweet. This product isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wait, did he sweetie? just call me sweetie? <laughs> and I thought, this is crazy. And that's when I, uh, I, you know, just sat there and listen, people have asked mm-hmm. me, why didn't you hang up the phone on them? Why mm-hmm. didn't you say, excuse me, what did you call? I, yeah. I have no idea. Honey. I was stunned, <laughs> right? About mm-hmm. the whole thing. And that's when I continued to listen mm-hmm. and realize that he was kind of going through the process. He was mm-hmm. very nice, but he was going through the process of sharing with me what he had been telling all of the people below him. 
in right. the company yeah. that this is that this is the way we think about things. This, this is, is the way we've always done it. Always done things. Mm-hmm. And when I got off the phone 45 minutes later, I realized that he never said the word health. He never when I shared with him that I had gotten healthier mm-hmm. just by switching to water. He, you know, said, well, that's not reality. That's mm-hmm. not what people are looking for. Consumers want zero. They right. don't want at the time it was 10 calories was where we were at with mm-hmm. diet drinks. And that's when I realized too, that, that it, that innovation is harder mm-hmm. inside of large companies. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, the, you know, you don't need lots and lots of experience mm-hmm. to actually create new products and change things. You mm-hmm. need to be curious. You mm-hmm. need to do, you need to have an idea mm-hmm. and a solution. But that that was really the window when I saw a possibility mm-hmm. when I had those days for that first year where I was sitting here saying if I just had the people with lots of experience uh-huh. they would wave their magic mm-hmm. wand and solve all of my problems. They'd write those checks. They'd write the checks, mm-hmm. but they would also know what they were doing right. when I mm-hmm. realized that I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I share that story a lot with entrepreneurs too, because you know you naturally think that with somebody with more experience that they're going to have in an industry mm-hmm. that they're going to be able to do better than you. Mm-hmm. And the reality is you look at Facebook, mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg, you look at Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. you look at yeah, uh, Sarah Blakely mm-hmm. at Spanx. All of these people did not come from the industry. Right, they did not come from mm-hmm. the lots of years of experience, mm-hmm. the multi-billion-dollar company, mm-hmm. and then they went and started their their company. Mm-hmm. And so that was really, frankly, when I had faith mm-hmm. that it just took stamina. Mm-hmm. It took curiosity. It mm-hmm. took a great idea mm-hmm. and a team in order to create something mm-hmm. that could actually be successful. It could right. also fail. Right. But, but there you was know, a show it was mm-hmm. going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You, know, you just mentioned the word curiosity. And it's funny because when I was reading your book, one of the first things that struck me was that you're always questioning. And, mm-hmm. and I, I thought about this and I thought, when you first started to talk, you didn't say mama or dada. You went, why? I did. I did. I was a big pain. If you have a child that was, is always asking why that was me. But we should be doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, and you, you talk in the book about when you got out of college and you went on all these interviews and, and, and you thought, I'm going to go talk to X person, you know, and you just contacted him, you know, and, and, and it's funny because I did the same thing, you know, and, and I mean, at the very least, you get ignored or they tell mm-hmm. you no. But if you mm-hmm. don't say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about X, they're not, you know, they're not psychic. Um, you know, and, and I remember when I first was was deciding that I wanted to get into public relations. This was long ago before the internet had been invented by Al Gore. Um, and so I I thought, okay, I want to, I want to do public relations. I have no idea why. I think I just thought it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, and the Denver Business Journal ran this big story about this gentleman. His name was Swede Johnson. And he was the head of communications for Coors, you know, one of those those other beverage companies. Um, and, and, you know, I was living in, in Colorado. And so I wrote him a letter, a physical letter, not even email. And, mm. and I congratulated him on some award that he had won. And that was why they had done the story. And I just said, you know, and I would, you know, I'd love to, to spend 15 minutes talking with you. And I thought... You know, puff, you know, and then I love if his now his assistant called. He didn't call, but his assistant called and and said, a Swede would love to talk to you. Can you come to, to Coors? <laughs> I was gonna move heaven and earth to go to Coors. Um, you know, and, and I did, I met with him and and I mean he was just an absolute delight. I love and this. yeah, you know, he he has has unfortunately passed away and it's been several years ago. But one of the things he did was he picked up the phone right then. And called three other people and said, you need to talk to this young woman, um, you know, and, and, you know, all of these various things. And, you know, they, they have since the, the public relations society um, in Colorado has, has an award named the sweet Johnson award now for the people who give the most, um, you know, and, and, and he really was committed. I mean, you, you mentioned the word mentor a couple of times. He was committed to give back 
you know, if he could spend 15 minutes with me, make three phone calls, I'm sure he never thought about me again. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I hadn't asked him, it never would have happened. And I wouldn't have gone into PR. Yeah. And I think that that is really important. I mean, you know, what's the worst that can happen, right? right? You get ignored. You get ignored. Mm -hmm. People say no, Mm -hmm. whatever. But oftentimes you will find people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the story in my book uh, from college, I, I frequently tell that story when I was off, when I was getting out of college Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go find a job. I think that you're in a really interesting position when you're graduating from school where you do have people that are Mm -hmm. a little more established in their career and are still pretty tapped in. Mm -hmm. And particularly, you know, maybe they're at manager or director level and, and they do know entry level Mm -hmm. positions and people that are, you know, searching. And again, you have to be willing to work hard. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have to Mm -hmm. be willing to relocate, but oftentimes you're in, you're, you're ready when you're getting out of school, Mm -hmm. you're ready to go Mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so I frequently tell people, try and figure out what is the industry you Mm want to go into. It's in many ways, I think it's so much easier to think about, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or or research what company you Mm want to look at as well, just by going on Google, right. Right. And searching around Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out Mm -hmm. who are the top people Mm -hmm. that do that mm-hmm. right and and i think that then you try and back it mm-hmm. out and try and figure out who you know in mm-hmm. that industry mm-hmm. and reach out to those people mm-hmm. on linkedin right. too and try and yeah. figure out ask I, for an introduction yeah <laughs> and ask for an introduction mm-hmm. but also i think there's so many opportunities now where a lot of these leaders mm-hmm. and people who are in your industry that you want to get into are talking on webinars mm-hmm. on talking on you know this new mm-hmm. app clubhouse whatever mm-hmm. and you go into those conversations and you know you just listen mm-hmm. at first and you really understand right. what people are talking mm-hmm. about and maybe you chime in and mm-hmm. maybe you follow up afterwards say mm-hmm. i was that person on clubhouse mm-hmm. that asked you that question mm-hmm. i just wanted to say i really appreciate mm-hmm. you joining and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, giving, um, because that really helped me. Mm -hmm. And maybe you follow up again in a month Mm -hmm. and just say, listen, I'm looking for entry level opportunities. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's something Mm -hmm. with one of in your company or Mm -hmm. one of your friends companies, you'll be amazed at how many people Mm -hmm. just want to help you and, and other Mm -hmm. people as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think a lot of it is they're they're very honored in many cases that you're even contacting totally. them. Um, you know, and and also when they reach that level, people think that they can't contact them. Yes. And so when you do, you stand out. Um, you know, and 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 so that I think is is where it's fun is, you know, and and we do have the opportunity, especially because of social media and and the internet and things where you can track down people. You know, you can you can totally yeah, you can stalk them on Twitter, you can do all these various well, I, things. I have a you know, I I have a really funny story about that. When I was uh first starting out a few years into my career, I was at CNN mm-hmm. and everybody it was sort of we didn't call it this back then, but it was like a late stage startup in the mm-hmm. early nineties and Ted Turner was still rolling around mm-hmm. there. He was married to Jane Fonda, mm-hmm. got to meet Jane early on in the office, which uh-huh. was a lot of fun. But I remember hearing about this woman who started another network called USA network. Uh-huh. And I was fast. Mm-hmm. because all these men mm-hmm. were starting networks and mm-hmm. Ted Turner of course was mm-hmm. you know the hottest topic mm-hmm. in in media and uh and I remember just reading up on her we didn't mm-hmm. have the google searches but we um you know she was in magazines talking mm-hmm. about why she decided and why she had the courage and you know all of those things and and so years later I was up for an award with um EY mm-hmm. uh Ernst and Young and she was judging oh, one wow. of the uh, one of the mm-hmm. contests, and and uh, and I remember meeting her mm-hmm. in that process, and I was kind of smiling, and I said, 
I know all about you. Mm-hmm. Here is this woman who started USA Network and mm-hmm. since then has gone on to be on many boards mm-hmm. and run mm-hmm. other companies and and you know, USA Network was in the mm-hmm. early 90s and I shared with her how much I knew about her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, oh, I know all about you. I said, you are just, I've, you know, watched mm-hmm, you and mm-hmm. admired you from afar. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because just that little touch point mm-hmm. was enough for her to remember me. Right. And then I ended up being at a dinner a couple mm-hmm. years later and she walked up to me and she said, I remember meeting you oh. at, 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 mm-hmm. you might have said, of, of course mm-hmm. I know who you mm-hmm. are. And we sort of joked. Mm-hmm. And then she said to me, if you're ever raising money for your company, mm-hmm. I mean, here is a little girl, right, in her early 20s mm-hmm. who just admired her, mm-hmm. wasn't really sure. I mean, that's why I always say that the dots eventually connect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That I didn't, I knew so much about her. Mm-hmm. And so when she said that to me, she said, you know, let me know if you're ever raising mm-hmm. money. And we were in the process of raising money. She and I went the next day to go and grab coffee. Mm-hmm. And she is one of our investors today. I love but it. But again, you mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. But right. bec- when you, you pick people out, mm-hmm. when you pick companies out mm-hmm. and you do your homework mm-hmm. around those people and, you know, maybe they're not helpful today. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't know where mm-hmm. they fit in today, mm-hmm. but- you know enough about them right. to sort of initially build mm-hmm. that relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's even just in your mind or it's mm-hmm. on LinkedIn or it's right. on Clubhouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced it could help you later. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, where's the harm in it? There isn't any. Um, well, you're learning well, from them. And and that's the most important thing. Exactly. I exactly. love it. Well, oh my gosh, we, we've, we've got only about 10 minutes left. Um, and this has been so much fun. I was wondering, I mean, you know, how has the pandemic affected you? Because, you know, your your company, you know, for the most part sells water through retail, but also, you know, online. And it's, you, uh, how have you dealt with, and, you know, I mentioned at the start, you're in California, where they shut down and they shut down hard, which, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's, that's a necessary thing. But how has it been, you know, how, you know, what, what lessons did you, you know, learn from 2020? I think that the most important lessons for me are that you need to do what you can, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes things will crop up that you mm-hmm. can't control the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to uh, continue to be uber aware. Mm-hmm. You need to uh, take care of your employees mm-hmm. and make sure that they're safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but also sometimes when you don't know what exactly to do, mm-hmm. put yourself into mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. with your employees right. and you know, frankly, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I did mm-hmm. and uh, that I had never managed during a pandemic mm-hmm. before. And so here's the CEO of a company who decided that the way that I could actually go learn mm-hmm. um, how to deal with whether or not our employees should be going into mm-hmm. stores during, you know, at a time mm-hmm. when everyone's saying shelter in place, don't go into right, stores. Right. We knew we were an essential product we knew that we needed to actually go in and help the mm-hmm. grocery stores, merchandise, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I took on a route while, while, you know, many people who had been at larger companies mm-hmm. before that l- worked at Hint were, were like, wait, she's not going to take on a route. Right. Oh, no. yes. mm-hmm. She went back to her roots mm-hmm. to the beginning days and um, started jumping in and going mm-hmm. to stores and pulling cases out of the mm-hmm. back room. Again, that's my way of learning what uh, how, that is this a safe situation? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what what else? were they having to deal with? Yeah, mm-hmm. what were they having to deal with? Also, mm-hmm. strategies around. Mm-hmm. I found that going in before seven o'clock in the morning, there weren't as many people in the stores. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that kind of thing mm-hmm. is something that will always stay with me, mm-hmm. that, that as something that, you know, I found really, really helpful in leading that mm-hmm. is, that is really important. And uh, when you don't know what to do, you figure out what the problems mm-hmm. are that you're, you know, 
feeling, hearing, mm-hmm. and then you jump in mm-hmm. and become a you know soldier with everybody mm-hmm. and try and understand what the situation mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, it definitely it, it, and it continues to be challenging. You know, I'm assuming, you know, I, I, I was assuming summer. You know, we might be coming out of this. I, it's going to take longer, um, just because it's going to take a little bit longer than than initially thought to get the people who want the vaccine, get them the vaccine. Um, I'm very fortunate. I actually had my second shot already. Um, you know, and now I'm going to be really annoyed if they tell me in six months, <laughs> you know, got to do yeah. it again. Um, yeah. But, you know, I will. And, and um, you know, and, and I, I, I'm, I, it, I got the shot early because I have health issues. I have some, some fairly major health issues, which is why I have to drink lots and lots of water. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's it's one of those things where, you know, as we were saying, you, you just adapt. Um, you know, if I'm still wearing a mask in a store in December, then I'm still wearing a mask in a store in December. Um, you know, and but again, we're the the we're we're coming out of this with so many other cool things. We're figuring out that we can network online, mm-hmm. that um, you know, as, as we said, we can take classes online, all of these various things that we're doing. I think are going to continue. You know, I think we'll go back to kind of hybrid situations. I agree. You know, and and but you know that's that's going to continue. I mean, I I do an an online networking group. I started it back in March simply because I wanted to see other people. You know, like I got to see other people, and and it has evolved into something that we do where we add an educational component, and you know, so that people can actually you know be saying, okay, this is this is work related. I can do this, but there's nobody. That that participates, or you know, on a on a regular basis, this local, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's people from from everywhere, and that to me is something that I think is is cool. Will I go back to in person networking? I'm not sure, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and so, but it, that's that's part of this learning process. Okay, I didn't need to go to that, you know, so maybe I'm not going to spend my time and my money doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's it's you know it's it's fun to to yeah. go through all of this, and you know, and and unfortunately, you know, we know that there are people who have suffered tremendously. You know, the 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 loss of life, the sickness, the loss of companies. I mean, all of those various things, and and you know that that is obviously a very tragic thing. But I think there's so many positives that really can come of this, and Absolutely. and that's what we have to be looking for. Absolutely. Well, oh my gosh, Kara, we really are pretty close to the the top of the hour. So tell people, okay, be Vanna, hold the book up again. Hold the book up again. (laughs) Hold the book up again. So so it's undaunted. Undaunted Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. And uh, on, uh, I think we're going to provide a link and then Mm -hmm. also Amazon. And I would love for everybody Mm -hmm. to come visit me on uh, Kara Golden with an Mm -hmm. I all over social and come say hi. I love it. I love it. And of course, now what is Hint's website? Because you can order online. Yes, drinkhint.com. And uh, that also is available on Amazon and in all kinds of stores throughout the country too. It's a flavored water using real fruit with Mm -hmm. no sweeteners in it. And it comes in still and carbonated and caffeinated Caffeinated. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and as you and I were talking about, we've got the sunscreen, we've got other categories that, Mm -hmm. that we've created as well, that we, uh, are excited, Mm -hmm. um, to sell on our Mm -hmm. website. So it's, uh, come have a look and, and see what's going on. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, was interesting that you did expand from just water and, when I saw what you did, so sunscreen, um, some masks, hand sanitizer, you know, things like that, clearly based on the pandemic, but it it made sense to me that you did. And yeah. that you know, you did it in a way that still, and we didn't even talk about this, still was so true to your vision for the company. And I think maybe that's cool. the the thing that you know really was so important when I was reading your book is you know, when you've got that vision, stick with it. And, and, you know, you really did talk in your book about how there were times where people wanted you to do things where you thought, nah, you know, and, yeah. and we just, we just can't do it, even if it might mean the end of the company. It and you, mm-hmm. you stick with it and you live undaunted. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts for everyone? 
No, I hope everybody stops by to say hello and have uh, a wonderful rest of the week. And uh, thank you again. I appreciate it. I love it. Well, I've been having an absolutely wonderful time chatting with Kara Golden today. I am Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.